Hello, and welcome to the second recording of a series of recordings on my so-called spiritual journey, um, where I share some insights and musings on personal development, spiritual awakening, and the nature of reality and the nature of the self, which are not necessarily two different things. Um, my name is Jeremy Loya, for people who haven't didn't uh, listen to the last recording, shame on you. And in, before I kind of jump into this next episode, um, well, I guess it's not, not really an episode, it's more just me recording a voice message to myself on my phone through WhatsApp, but um, maybe it'll be an episode at some point. Um, so before I jump in, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of my, um, sort of get a little bit meta, if you will, and uh, share a little bit about my motivations for even uh, creating these recordings and also some of the reservations I've had uh, going into it as well. Um, and the reason for that, I think, is because I've heard so many people um, that have shared aspects of their story um, over the course of the last few years, and it's really just helped me immensely. Um, it's helped validate um, a lot of the things I've been going through, made me feel less alone, um, um, but at the same time, I felt like I wanted to hear a little bit more about what their, where they were at, why they were doing what they were doing, um, and I, I feel like that's just something that the people listening have, um, can really just make, make the experience much more rich if they understand, um, sort of where things are coming from. So, um, to start off, some of my reservations, I'll start off, I guess, with some of my reservations for doing any type of sharing. Um, and I think one of them is because one of the main things I'm going to be sharing about is uh, something I'll refer to here as uh, spiritual awakening and uh, the nature of reality. Um, however, I am not quote-unquote spiritually awake, <laughs> which uh, doesn't really make a lot of sense in that case. Uh, why would you share about something that is not currently a part of your experience? Um, and just for those who don't know, other terms that might be used for spiritual awakening are um, enlightenment or um, knowing your true nature or um, probably more accurately consciousness becoming aware of itself or um, persistent non-dual perception, um, which is basically just a, a deeper stage of consciousness that um, one can experience life through. Um, and kind of when I started off on this journey and became aware that it was uh, part of my purpose here, I kind of set an intention that I wasn't going to um, share or teach while I, I, before I'd kind of come out on the other side <laughs> of the experience, essentially, in a persistent way. Um, and I, I thought back to my experience with entrepreneurship and how I'd heard so many people, um, business coaches and um, speakers who wrote books and talked about um, business and principles of how to run a good business. However, it was, very, it was always very obvious to me <laughs> which ones had, were talking from a place of theory or um, insight that they have collected from various books and the ones that are, were really speaking from their direct experiences and had really gone through the ringer themselves and had come out on the other side. 
and it was just became over time very obvious to me which one which ones were which and uh, the latter were, were vastly more helpful as they really understood things from a first-person perspective and all the the very detailed nuances that come along with um, some of the various um, decisions that come along and responsibilities of running a business so projecting kind of the same outward onto my own experience in the spiritual journey I wanted to sort of be an expert or a master or um, have really understood this full domain of what the nature of reality is and my place in it and uh, kind of have that very deep deeper perspective before I started sharing um, a second reservation that I had was related to um, sort of what I call a, a shadow aspect of myself, of my own ego, um, which had, and I wasn't always aware of this throughout all of my life, but um, it really, the shadow aspect of my ego wants to be seen, it's sort of that achiever energy, which isn't always a bad thing, but one of the, the shadow sides to it is that it really craves approval from others. It wants to be seen as successful. It wants to be seen, it wants to be revered by its peers. And I've realized that that shadow aspect of my own ego has sort of curtailed as an ulterior motive other projects that I've worked on. So for example, my um, the last startup I worked on, um, I'm still working on called Actionify, which is uh, a platform for digital coaching programs. So essentially helping people not just learn, but implement the um, ideas that they're passionate about in their life, that they've read perhaps in their favorite personal development books, helping them actually implement those into transformation and not just knowledge. Um, and while there was a really true authentic desire behind that and it was really aligned with my mission, this ulterior motive of also wanting to be seen as someone um, successful, not only just someone successful, I, I've actually nicknamed this, this part of uh, my uh, ego as the silent hero because it not only wants to be seen as successful and revered but also modest and it doesn't want, it wants to be seen as someone who is very successful but also um, doesn't want any of the credit for it but they like, they get it anyways because they're just so amazing. <laughs> so I'm not sure who else can uh, if anyone else can identify with that, but I essentially just really didn't want that. I really wanted to release that shadow aspect of my ego before jumping into an, a new project because I wanted it to remain completely in complete authenticity and to be really coming from the heart and from uh, a desire to help others um, as opposed to a way of propping up my own sense of purpose and importance. Um, so that would kind of be the, the second major reservation I had for sharing. Um, and there were others. Um, but ultimately, the reason, and, and then, I, then I'll, I'll move into the reason I ultimately decided to um, kind of put those aside and uh, trust that this was the right thing for me. Um, and at the end of the day, it was really just felt like I was guided towards it. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about how I made that decision, and, and which is really the same way I make all my decisions now, which is uh, from a place of surrender, um, which is sort of related to what I um, sort of alluded to in my at the end of the last recording, which was having that humbleness or maybe uh, 
more harsh way of saying recognition of stupidness <laughs> within myself of not really knowing always what's best for me and not really knowing what's best for the world um, and having the humbleness and or recognition of stupidity to realize that I actually don't know as much as I think I do about what is best for me, what will make um, long-term happiness and also what is best for other people and what is best for the world. So I kind of had a trust in um, the guidance I was receiving from my intuition and from um, external signs to start sharing. And um, when I kind of accepted that, um, some additional insights came into to about why um, this is coming up right now. And uh, so one, one intention I had behind it was a realization that you don't necessarily have to be a master or an expert in something uh, to be able to provide value to other people. And in fact, oftentimes someone who is very, very deep in, into their level of mastery can sometimes not be the right person to guide you. Um, and I guess an example of this uh, can be, uh, I, I kind of actually learned this lesson, I probably should have remembered it, because uh, my, my first startup company was related, it was a software platform for university peer tutoring, um, online tutoring. And one of the, and one of the main kind of selling points we had around, and one of the main reasons I believed in peer tutoring was because in my own experience, and also there was many, many uh, studies behind this um, reinforcing that actually peer tutoring is much more effective than um, traditional tutoring, which would normally come from, let's say, a PhD professor or graduate student or something like that. Um, and that's because, let's say you needed help in calculus, um, it was actually much more valuable for a student who had, let's say, just finished that same class you did and gotten an A to actually be tutoring you than to even get direct tutoring from the, from the professor or an ex-calculus PhD. Um, and that's because, one, that person who's a year ahead of you can still very much relate to a lot of the, the challenges and confusions and tribulations that you're facing in grasping these concepts and lessons. Um, and secondly, they don't, have, um, they don't have as many assumptions already built into their conceptual framework. Um, so what I mean by that is a, a, a PhD professor who's, who's perhaps um, gone into very deep, deep levels of mathematics is going to have a lot of deep uh, frameworks um, that are, don't exist in your brain, don't exist in your mind. And they're gonna, there's going to sort of be the subconscious assumption that you understand certain things that are completely out of their wheelhouse. Um, so similarly within the spiritual journey, um, being um, experiencing life from um, a perspective of self-realization, you're coming at life from a completely different paradigm of someone that is still identified with the mind and with the ego. And from that place, it can be very hard to relate to people and relate to the problems that they have. Um, and it, 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 you know, so it's not always the most helpful teacher to you. So one thing I, I've realized, and I've, I've seen this in my own journey as well, is that sometimes the best teachers is just somebody who's perhaps one or two steps ahead <laughs> on their path. Um, and of course, there's no real ahead or behind, or maybe perhaps a better way to say it is that there are a few steps ahead of 
the path you happen to be walking at this moment, um, or having just gone through an experience that you're about to step into, um, versus somebody who, let's say, had had that experience uh, a decade ago and has, has moved on to much, much different types of experiences. Um, that's not to say there, there still isn't value of also learning from uh, the masters, of course, but having someone who's closer to a peer, um, who's perhaps just a few stages ahead and still going through the experience themselves, um, can oftentimes be more valuable. Um, so that's one of the reasons I decided to share and uh, one of the insights that came to me about why I'm being guided to do this sharing before I have uh, sort of come out on the other side of the journey, so to speak. Um, another one is uh, realizing that um, this is also not just for other people, um, that this sharing is also for me, um, and it's also for my own growth. And uh, in the process of making these recordings and sharing with others, um, it's one going to help me integrate um, many of the different lessons and experiences I've had over the last uh, chapter, so to speak. Well, I keep saying so to speak. Um, and similarly, it will also help me overcome certain, certain aspects that are still trying to move me in that growth. So for example, that, that ulterior motive that I talked about, that part of me that wants approval from others and really cares about what other people think and wants to be successful and feels the need to kind of filter myself and, and uh, to present a certain version of myself to the world. The process of this sharing is actually going to be something that helps me move through that. Um, so by making these recordings and um, like I'll just say for example before I started this recording um, I did sort of a short you know meditation slash prayer in my head just hoping that uh, that whatever I share in this podcast or saying podcast recording um, comes out in full authenticity, it comes out from the heart, and that um, whatever words are moving through me are whatever people really need to hear to move forward in their own journey, and that um, yeah, and that essentially the ego doesn't get in the way. Um, so I think as, as a part of these sharings, I'm going to also learn to uh, be able to step into my own um, authentic voice and uh, move past some of those ulterior shadow uh, aspects of the ego that have uh, curtailed my efforts in previous endeavors. So anyways, I don't know if that whole little rant was helpful, but I just kind of feel like I needed to get it out there. and. Um, I also just wanted, I think, anyone listening to realize that I'm very much not an expert in many of the things that I'm going to be talking about. I am still very much going through this journey myself. Um, and on another level, it's not like even any of the things that I'm sharing right now are, you know, absolute truths by any means. They're things that I'm still integrating. And they're not even necessarily things that I believe all the time. Um, as a part of this sharing, um, there's sort of just a... Oh, I, should, I should actually take a step back. One of my other reservations for sharing is that my beliefs around things are very shaky at this point in the sense that they're always changing. And I have very little um, confidence... Confidence is the right word, but I should say attachment to um, anything that I'm even saying. 
So part of me is like, well, I'm going to record things and then say a bunch of things. And then one week later, I'm not going to even believe that anymore. <laughs> so why the hell did I just share that? But um, so <laughs> that's another thing to kind of keep in mind is that I, I'm sort of also trusting that whatever words are, are kind of being channeled through me right now are just what you, you need to hear at this moment. Um, and they're just what I need to say at this moment. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're they're true in any way or they need to be grasped onto. And um, I think from a listener perspective, the right way to listen to these to these recordings would just be from a place of open skepticism, uh, which basically means you keep an open mind to everything that's shared. Some things might be a little bit out there. Some things might be relevant to your journey. Some things might not be. Um, so have an openness to um, what's being shared, but have a, also a healthy skepticism to um, not necessarily believe anything that I'm going to be talking about, but to realize that um, they're just kind of signposts for you to potentially explore some things for yourself. So see it more maybe as an advertisement for <laughs> having um, certain experiences or um, or maybe just validation, you know, that you're you're moving on the right track and um, it's all going to uh, it's all going to work out <laughs> so with that out of the way I wanted to just kind of continue a little bit um, what I was talking about during the last recording um, and uh, just to just as a reminder I just kind of talked about the this sort of moment where I kind of realized that all the things that I had been pursuing uh, for most of my life, having gotten most of those things, I uh, realized that they didn't really fill the hole that I was trying to fill. <laughs> uh, in a sense, they didn't really bring me that sense of peace and contentment that I really wanted. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't quite enough for me. There was, <laughs> there, there was a recognition there, um, but it wasn't enough to completely curtail my efforts. I was, I, I kind of went back a bit to the same um, thought that, okay, well, maybe it's because my business isn't successful enough, or maybe my business isn't completely aligned with exactly what I'm passionate about, or, um, you know, I, I came up with some more, some more ideas, <laughs> some more external ways I could potentially make myself happy. And uh, long story short, that, that resulted in another company uh, which I alluded to before, called Actionify, um, which again was was a great experience um, and much more aligned with my mission. Um, but again, didn't still much. I realized that throughout this process of building Actionify, my happiness was very much dependent on how the business was doing, um, and I was very lucky this time around in that I I um, I met a uh, a co-founder who was um, an amazing co-founder, one of the smartest people I'd ever met. I felt very privileged to, to have found them and uh, to be able to work with them. And although part of me knew that, part of me really didn't want to jump into this next business, to be honest. I was pretty burnt out from the last one and, uh, and frankly from the job, the corporate job that I was in for three years before I started the last one, which moved right one into the another without really having a break. Um, but I um, was really excited about this idea and I was excited to work with this new co-founder so I didn't want to miss out on that opportunity. I saw that this was a, 
once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It doesn't come along very often. I've got to take advantage of it. Um, and I also um, kind of convinced myself that perhaps some of this desire that I had to take a break, so to speak, was actually my, my lower ego self trying to keep me safe and trying to keep me comfortable and avoid the, the difficult work it would take to build this next company. So I kind of mustered up my, um, my willpower, my discipline, which I had become pretty adept at training uh, because I had to um, kind of have this very willpower, discipline type of energy to um, avoid going into these uh, feelings of meaninglessness and depression. So my way of dealing with the meaninglessness and depression was to sort of basically, in summary, not let, quote unquote, not let myself go there. Um, so I kept myself very busy with activities that were relatively healthy, quote unquote, or supposed to make you happy um, as, a, as a way to avoid going there. So I mustered up that same discipline, kind of willpower energy, and I decided I'm pushing through. Um, and for a while, things were really going well. Um, me and my co-founder, we got along really well. We complemented each other very well. Um, and we built uh, a pretty amazing platform um, in a very short amount of time. Um, we also um, got to work with um, basically our ideal partner, um, a leadership coach named Robin Sharma, who is very well known in the industry, pretty much the perfect partner that we wanted to uh, be to work with to um, launch this platform and really um, start, like really kick the business off right. So not only did we build a platform that we were really really proud of and was um, really had a lot of the ideas and inspiration and creativity uh, that I had kind of envisioned was put into it and executed really well. Uh, we also kind of had this this great partner to. Um, to help launch it with as well. Um, and, and, and I felt like a lot of the principles Robin was teaching were very aligned with um, the things that we wanted to, to, the principles we wanted to get out into the world as well and we wanted to teach ourselves. So it was really a great match. Um, and right off the bat, we had a lot of success with it. Within I think the first, you know, before the first year of the company was up, we had quite a bit of revenue. We had more revenue than we had produced in my last startup in the last few years. And I uh, was very excited. I had all these big ideas about what the company was going to become. And, um, and uh, basically, it really, it really uh, brought up a lot of excitement. But a lot of that excitement wasn't, wasn't in complete authenticity. A lot of that was that kind of ulterior motive creeping in of saying, oh my God, this business is going to be really successful. You're, uh, it's going to be making millions and you're going to be seen as, as this very successful person and all this bullshit. Um, and then, of course, things start tapering off with the business a bit. Um, revenue starts slowing down. Um, and then one day, uh, my co-founder comes in and he kind of tells me that um, he's basically running out of money. <laughs> and uh, so we start, we start paying ourselves a salary with some of the revenue that we had produced. Um, but then as we kind of predicted, uh, a short while later, 
um, it, we realized it wasn't going to be kind of enough money to support his um, his lifestyle at that time. Um, he was also moving into a different phase of life, into the sort of uh, marriage and kids phase on the horizon. Um, and uh, essentially, we, we kind of agreed that we were going to go our separate ways. Um, and at first, this was there was there was mixed emotions when this happened. Um, firstly, there was the emotion of, oh shit, like we just built this company and we're on this great trajectory. Um, even though we've we've hit some temporary challenges, um, I've got to basically just find a new co-founder and continue to build this thing out. But on the other hand, there was actually a huge level of relief and sort of excitement at uh, finally not having anything me anything tying me to the business and uh, essentially being able to do what I really wanted with it as opposed to having to kind of take into the consideration also the goals of another person. Um, and I think that moment was actually more than it appeared to be on the surface. I feel like it was sort of life um, opening things up for me. Um, where at the, at the moment it seemed like something horrible, oh my god, my co-founder leaving, like, that's sort of like, you know, you're in a boxing match and you lose your right hand. Um, and at the same time, um, I think there were hints of it at the moment, but even more so looking back, it was an immense grace uh, from life to sort of open things up for me. And uh, otherwise, I could have continued down that path for very long time as opposed to um, realizing that there was actually something much greater uh, than this business um, awaiting me on the other side <laughs> of getting over this initial disappointment. Um, so I think I'll stop the episode there right now on a little bit of a cliffhanger, keep you guessing. And um, I, I do like to, I would like to try to end some of these episodes with a few questions for people to think about um, so it's not just um, listening to me drone on um, but uh, maybe the question there is related to well maybe there's a couple things one thing would be what was perhaps some some moments in your life where you felt like everything was falling apart <laughs> and you and you were kind of having this why me moment um, and going through an immense suffering but a little bit later you can look back on that and realize that what a gift that was at the time um, so perhaps you can take a few seconds to uh, to try to conjure up one of those types of experiences And then, um, yeah, just one more question I'll leave you with on that theme is um, perhaps uh, trying to think about some goal that you had or some pursuit that you were so involved with and you really felt like you, it, it was, it was, you kind of, in a way, tricked yourself into thinking that this was the thing that you needed to do and you had to do it. And even though it didn't quite feel right, you 
kind of forced yourself to move forward with it because you felt like um, you know not doing so would be shying away from your own growth or your own path or perhaps it was something that you felt other people expected of you and um, if you didn't do them then you would be seen as you know a failure in some way either by your parents or by your community or by the people around you so even though something about it didn't quite feel right you kind of pushed yourself and um, and every time that little little voice came up to remind you hey maybe you should stop doing this <laughs> you kind of were like shut up you you don't know what you're talking about I'm not gonna let you bring me down I'm moving forward with this and you can't stop me um, or maybe I'm the only one who went through something like that and <laughs> I'm looking for camaraderie myself but um, anyways those are the kind of the two things I'll leave you with there one an experience that seemed like the worst moment at the time later turned out to be more of a blessing than a curse and then um, another moment where you use your willpower to and uh, discipline or sort of a force maybe that's not even the right word discipline but sort of a forceful energy to um, move yourself into a goal um, and later perhaps realize it wasn't um, <laughs> it wasn't all you thought it was and that little voice that wanted you to uh, relax wasn't actually the voice trying to keep you safe but it was actually a voice trying to guide you onto another path okay that's it for now hope you have an amazing day <laughs>